Internal communication, the need for sanity. Internal communication are all processes that you need to function as a person. Let me start first with some examples. Most people feel ashamed when they are standing in the street and talking to themselves. You know, you see people stand there just watching them and then you see that they are talking to themselves. At first they stop and stand still while thinking about something. Slowly they start talking to themselves, first softly, but finally more loud and sometimes others can really hear what they say. But how often do you do this? Most people do it at home or in secret and hardly dare to admit it. But let me tell you a secret. Everybody does it. Not only you or me. Some people do it more often or in extreme than others. But we all have moments of internal communication. Some people feel embarrassed when standing still and having that precious moment with themselves. Did you know that these moments of self-contemplation make us human? Did you know that we are unique in the animal world because we are able to do this form of communication? We need to talk to ourselves, to understand ourselves. Our problem is that we do not understand why we do it. Most people even hide it, and some are even bothering about it. Internal communication is different from hearing voices or having an internal ego. It is a pure, all-human needed form and a part of the self, the core person that you are. It is needed for many reasons and we should make it a habit and not wait until we are surprised by it. In science we use think time. Think time is a quiet time where you sit or walk without external observation and only focus on your thoughts of a particular problem. The goal is not to solve the problem, but to review it from as many sides as possible. It is your target to get into the center of the problem to solve it from inside out. It is very close to meditation. But we start concentration and meditation training is thought to let go out of all your thinking. If you ever did try it, you know that the hardest thing to do is to stop the stream of ongoing thoughts in meditation. Thoughts are very random 
and your brain produces hundreds or maybe thousands of thoughts every moment. The brain is constantly busy generating activity to keep your body functioning. With every function there comes a thought. But to them will never reach your conscious except when you try to control it. At such moments you are flooded with them. Becoming aware of all thoughts produced by your own brain will feel scary and most people are not able to handle it. Guiding your internal communication is a challenge for everyone and every situation and we all have to deal with it. And how should you make sense of it? How can we make sense of our internal communication? Our brain produces a sheer endless stream of ongoing information day and night. This is needed for all functioning of the body and to continuing different processes we are working on at the same time. Every movement of a muscle, any visual or sense information must be ordered and translated from one part to other parts of the brain. Each part adds its own specific details to the information. Our brain works as a team, transporting information from one side to another side to organize, interpret, review and set an action. And that all in microseconds. Every bit of transferred information can be turned into a thought if you want it. That is the way high developing spiritual people are able to control each part of their body. You know the stories of yogis, of other people who can really move, contract or organize or even control every single muscle in their body. They are able to recognize and control the information thoughts of the brain to that particular part of the body and alter that information. In today's language, they hack in their own information stream and they control it. To make sense of your internal communication, you must start to select information which is useful to you and let go what must be done automatically and which is action or organ oriented. Your control starts by selecting what is vital to you at that moment and what is not important. Everything has its own function and need for your body and mind that cannot be ignored or denied. Try not to control all but focus only what is needed. 
If you are into sport, it is vital to control your muscles, which are needed for your specific practice, as you want to perform at best and get better in training by training. Training for sport can be called programming. Your consciously use movements to increase the effects of your performance. This process can be controlled by internal communication through visualizing, mental repetitions, looking at other people's performance and information on that specific topic. It means watching videos, reading books and things like that. By focus to control the internal communication between body and brain, you enable a result consciously and controlled. Sample 1. When you perform a dance or a kata, your body must follow an organized set of movements, often on music, and strive to do it in the best possible and hopefully perfect way. By repeating the same pattern again and again, you program the body and the brain from muscle to nerve and finally you get the result. A performance finally show your ability for what you did train. It means you control your body and brain into a perfect performance. Sample 2. A scientist wished to find a solution, a reason or explanation for a problem. First they define the problem and then they look for an answer or a solution. By defining the problem, it gets borders and becomes more clear. After bordering, it's possible to limit the size of the problem by solving part by part until all these parts can be connected to a total answer. When we start with a problem solving or a movement, our first actions are to learn what it is all about. We try to border the topic and see if our abilities are suit to solve the problem. Are we able to solve this problem, create this dance or do this sport? On the next level of this internal communication forms, there is a big to a small organization. We first try to grasp the total and when we do so, we move into the details. Understanding the broad line of what we are doing is needed before we are able to get down to, into the details. Our first part of understanding should be how we perceive sense information. Are our eyes doing the job well? Do we hear enough? Can we smell well? Is our taste in order? Does our touch work the way it's supposed to do? Officially we have five senses. Some people add the sixth sense, which refer to proprioception, meaning, perception or awareness of the position and movement of the body. And a seventh referring to the extrasensory perception of the astral organ, 
during this lecture I leave number 6 and 7 out. After you inspected the way that your sensors work and made a clear full statement of each of them, so how do they work and the way do they work? Do they work the way you expect them to work? Can you hear well? See enough? Is your smell good enough? Are you tasting everything and is that your touch sensitive enough to feel even the softest objects? When you know it all works well, it is time to move to your memory system. Memory is often disturbing factor in our life. We must separate memories in different categories. We have positive memories. We wish to remember always. These are the happy events in our life. The moments we celebrate with joy, we like to remember and which gives us a positive power and enhance our mood. And we have the negative memories. We need to remember, these are the moments of deep misery. As the passing away of a loved one, the loss of something very valuable, or a lesson we did learn from a very negative experience. We do not allow ourselves to forget them. To forget feels like disrespect, something not good to do. Even they are negative, they are and very important and needed to us. Then we have memories we should leave behind. These memories must be stored away in hidden places of our brain with a coat. Some people are able to do this easily, but most have some or even a lot of problems doing so. These problems are often the cause of fear, anxiety, bad dreams, and they are really exhausting. These memories suck a lot of energy from our mind and our body by only being there. And then, gladly, we have memories that we really easily forgot and easily erase. Not important events, people or experience that do not have real influence on your life. Most of the time these memories are automatically stored in places of the brain and have little or no access. All memories stay in your brain during your lifetime. Everything is stored but placed at places that they seem to be erased of your memory system. Let me take you on the road to control your internal communication. Our first goal is to reach a positive state of mind, an organized thinking and more peace of mind. To reach these targets we have to start with positive memories. Like in a shop, the best goods are displayed 
in the window. The window of our mind. When you wake up and walk by your conscious mind, the first experience must always be those positive memories to energize your day. Good vibes gives energy. The second part, our negative memories, must be turned into a shrine, a temple of respect. Remember those who had value in our lives and pay honor and respect to them. They get a place on the wall, put on the house shrine or given an, an important place elsewhere. Those memories must be turned in thankfulness, respect and gratitude. Three very important and powerful emotions that have a positive and calming effect on our mood and brain. You turn the negative into positive, fear into power. The sticky must forget memories are often bothering us at most. They disturb our internal communication and positive energy flow. They are all loose stones on the road, the glass on the floor and the mosquitoes of our brain. They keep on buzzing around, making noise and sometimes even stitch us painfully. These memories bother us and disturb us on a daily basis. When our system is polluted with many of such memories, our brain gets stuck. You can compare it with uh, drainage uh, channels that can filled with dirt. In the beginning, it will bother us a bit and we try to solve it on a very simple way. We use some tricks, sticks or dissolvents to reduce the problem and in the beginning we succeeded. But some dirt is left and there slowly builds up again to block the channel finally. We try to solve it again and succeed again. Slowly the old dirt become hard and insolvable and will not go away anymore. The problem becomes obsolete and real solutions are needed. Often you end up with a professional plumber opening the system and clean with the superior tools in a hard way. To avoid building up the dirt in your head, you should take more time cleaning as there is no plumber that can open and clear your head. That task is only for you. With proper understanding of internal communication, you are able to do it. In next section, I will give you some guidelines. The last section of memories are often easy and deliver rarely problems to healthy people. In this section, I focus on the healthy individuals. How to solve your problems here? Let me first give you a general idea how we start to solve our internal problems of communication. We start by 
understanding the reason and goals. We want to function better, sleep better, have a better memory, enjoy better life, feel healthier and be more positive. This all can be reached by enhancing your internal communication. Your first stop is to build silent moments every day. Yes, every day. Nothing is allowed to disturb you. No phone, computer, personal computer, whatever. Nothing at all. Be alone and silent. Take 15 to 30 minutes every day and maybe even start with it. Follow the next steps when you have successfully isolate yourself on a rooftop or any other place safe and quiet. First we go through memory lane. And what is bothering you in the last 24 hours? And what kind of memory did it? Which category will you put it? Is it in one, two, three, four? Make a selection, no judgment. If it is a one, two or three, we look at it again. For a one and two, we must pay it our respect. Give it the positive thoughts and place it on the altar. After you did and step back, let it go. Greet it and say bye bye. And number three must be looked at it again. Then you have to ask yourself questions as, is it private? If yes, is it intimate? If no, is it relate to my work or my hobby? When it relate to your work, then it's the core of the problem. If it is due to my hobby, do I need to solve it now or can I wait? Is the core of my work problem related to my essence of the job or does it relate to the interpersonal relationships? If it relates to the core of the job, what exactly is it about? If interpersonal, find the who person of the problem. When you make these steps on everyday routine, it's possible to solve most problems within 30 minutes by naming and framing them. Each problem must be bordered before you can work on it. Make it clear and have no fear. The first mentioned solution is all about mental aspects dealing with your day-to-day -day affairs. But we also are confronted with physical problems. How do we deal with that? First, we must recognize the physical problem. Maybe you have pain in your arm, shoulder or stomach. There is no visible damage. but you feel the pain. What is your internal communication to solve this? Our first stop is to mark the place of the pain. 
Where is the pain? Try to be exact as possible. What kind of pain do you feel? Is it the pain on the surface? Do I feel the pain deeper inside my body? Can I feel the pain all the time or only sometimes? When I feel the pain all the time, does it bother me? And does it give you trouble during the day? Do you feel the pain during sleep? And does it disturb you? If the pain is there sometimes, when do you feel it mostly? When did the pain start? Is this the first time that you have this pain? Do you have a cure for yourself? Or you wish and try to consider others to look at it? When you use this method of internal communication and visit a doctor, you will be well prepared and you also have questions to ask. Being prepared gives you the advantage of asking the right and accurate questions needed for faster healing, a physical or mental way. From this lecture you get to understand that good internal communication is vital to life. A good communication makes your life easier, more organized, deliver better results and gives peace of mind. So always I end with question and answers. So I collected a few questions and will give some answers. I suffer from anxiety and fear problems. Can internal communication help me? Yes, it does. Anxiety and fear are both related to a disturbed internal communication program and memory storage. Most anxiety and fear problems are caused by category 3 memories, which are not stored well and randomly become active at times that you do not want it. Psychologists and other professionals use the method of internal communication to help you solving these problems. Question 2. Do I need to practice internal communication every day? Answer 2. Let me rephrase the question. Do you want to practice it every day? If yes, you should do so. Internal communication only brings you a personal benefit if you want it to bring you that benefit. There is no power outside you can force you to do it. You are in charge of your own mind and also you are responsible for it. Question 3. How long must be my think time? Answer 3. Think time needs to be built up and depends on your personal character. Some people prefer to be alone, have experience in meditation or are just often alone. 
These people need no timer to think and time how long they will sit down, walk around or whatever. Busy or less organized people need to fix a time to be quiet and alone. 30 minutes per day as a start is needed to get a simple result. It is possible to build it up over time. There is no limitation of how long. There are stories uh, about hermits who uh, sit alone for years. But did it solve their problems? I sincerely doubt that. The longer you are alone, the more a problem will become apparent. Question 4. How important is my body for my mind? Most teachers only focus on the mind. Why not you? Answer 4. We are born with a body and that's our temple and we should take care of it. Our body is the wagon of the soul and is needed to be healthy and ready always for transport. If you go somewhere, your body will carry you and your soul anywhere. Taking good care of your body is a duty to the soul. Most people put their attention more to the spiritual matters and confronted by a failure of the body when it's too late. Creating a balance in your life is a must. Question 5. According to science, the memory is a chemical product stored in the mind. Is that true? Answer 5. A memory is not just a chemical product. It's more complicated. Our mem memories are not always stored at the same place. Even it belongs to the same memory. Emotion, pictures and other senses experiences of the same memory are stored at different places of the brain. It is still not sure if the memory is a crystallized chemical structure or something else. We know that the memory is stored but do not know yet exactly how it is stored. This is the end of uh, internal uh, communication session and my name is Arnoud van der Vere. I'm from the Netherlands. If you would like to know more of me, please check the website or uh, internet. Thank you for listening and hope you follow more of my lectures.